parable. Chain me to a parable with sinews of plot, ambiguity, and circumstance. Maybe cut the cables of this broken-down elevator, rigidly encasing my contracting individuality for the occasion. Others are beginning to mistake this expression for a uniform. To expired constitutions I'm beginning to conform. Resolutions situate between cosmetic and forlorn. Chain me to a parable. Lacerate the leathery chicanes of recycled minutes, harping on the clockwork waves of my addled but attuned idiosyncratic routine. Chain me to a parable before the poems start to coagulate like an infantry of revelations on the poet's solved social rampart. Revolution Encore In the boardwalk, already pierced with the pilgrims of its ceremony, lounges unbuttoned by the night, flashing ribs of naked planks and piano reverence eager for the fingers of the sun to forge harmony from preordained destiny's monotone hum. Revelation and distraction for reverse syncopation. Outliers and benchmarks hand in hand. No plans alive to make save the salvage of disjointed commiseration. Ephemera. Overnight, drop by drop, the transparent prison encases twigs, branches, leaves, needles, cones, berries, building to a dawn crescendo of blinding radiance as sunlight cascades through ice lenses and prisms, scattering myriad multicolored flashes. Slowly the trees awaken, sap pulsing under placid bark, and like arthropods they cast off their glassy exoskeletons in a cacophony of crystalline clatter, the shards shatter and melt on the pavement, and soon the entire scene returns to dull winter gray, even in my photographs. Some things cannot be captured, only seen. Porch of Dreams It looks out over the lake, supports our chairs and the weight of a million childhood memories, Everything is different now, yet still the same, as if each blade of grass was fixed and the island was a painted backdrop while all else decayed and was rebuilt in a new but different form. But this porch is unchanged, its pillars white, thick with layers of paint, like tree trunks growing imperceptibly, railings where we sat and talked and watched the fireflies choreograph the hot summer evenings, opening act for the stars and meteors that would flood the late-night sky as we lay on blankets and spoke of futures that never came to pass. Mindful by Sean Wynn Texas leaves typically go directly from green to brown in autumn, quickly landing in a heap. But this year was different. We were graced with vibrant yellows from the elms, tall angular columns of rust from bald cypress, and notes of magenta from red oaks. Crepe myrtles got into the act, putting forth saffron, then mellowing into rich orange hues. After a dry August, 
September and October were rainy. Apparently, the extra moisture allowed the leaves to hold on longer before dropping. That, in turn, provided more time for pigments to develop. But some observers were convinced that the combination of warm days punctuated by cold nights had a mysterious, less well-defined effect. I was overseas for a long time, 20 years to be precise. When I got back, mindfulness was a real thing. Meditating in the U.S. had previously been the realm of hippies and dropouts, not particularly in touch with the real world. And now, soccer moms are into it. There are at-your-desk meditations to do in the office. Mindfulness has traction across age ranges. Healthy aging for the elderly. Schools are teaching it to fourth graders. You miss a lot when you're gone for that long. In Southeast Asia, you lose track of the seasons. It's 92 degrees every day of the year. As a result, the passage of time isn't marked in the same way that it is in the U.S., you don't really notice how much the seasons impact the formation of memories until you don't have seasons anymore. Christmas just doesn't feel like Christmas when you break a sweat crossing the street. And you don't have falling leaves to signal a winding down. Everything is lush and green year-round, which is great in a way, but in a way not. The flushing foliage combined with some mild, sunshiny days, pushed us outside. Phyllis and I had sandwiches by the lake, took photos along Bull Creek, and walked in the park. It wasn't just us. The leaves were also in motion. At times, they fell in isolation, like butterflies alighting. Then masses would shower downwards, released by gusts of wind, pops of confetti shimmering on their way to the ground. Elsewhere, the leaves seemed to waltz, caught up in currents, twisting along the side of a building or riverbank. The basic tenets of mindfulness are pretty straightforward. Staying in the moment, being purposefully aware of your thoughts, feelings, senses, engaging with the environment around you, and accepting what comes in a non-judgmental way, then letting go. Kindness and gratitude are emphasized. We could all be a little less judgy. We could all let a little more roll off our backs. It's hard to find fault with any of that. A couple weeks ago, the sound of the leaves was overhead. Now it is a 360-degree experience. Underfoot, there is a somehow endearing crunch when I walk. Swirls of leaves drift up against anything that will accommodate them. A curb, a doorway, an outcropping of stones. As they are pushed towards their resting places, the leaves rustle as if chattering to one another, jostling commuters on a train. Meditation and letting go are not exactly new concepts. What we call mindfulness has been around for... 2,500 years or so, now repackaged in a non-Buddhist format. Americans saw something similar in the 1970s. This time, though, there's no need to, to perform motorcycle maintenance in order to get in touch with one's inner self. Mindfulness manages to be in some ways a secular religion, 
in other ways, it's its own thing. I wanted to read the newspaper, so I decided to go on the back porch, glancing up to admire the surroundings between articles. The sun began to sink low in the southwest, and as it did so, our crepe myrtle began to glow, warm hues backlit by the softening light. Wind rustled leaves at my feet, a few more let loose and twirled downwards. I allow the sensation to wash over me. To-do lists have drifted away, worldly concerns suspended. There are things to do, and they will get done, but at this moment I make a choice to be fully and consciously engaged with what is around me. The light is about to fade. Branches that were recently full will soon be bare. I am, at least for the moment, mindful grateful for nature's fleeting gifts, and attentive to the ephemeral.